You're listening to a Zodiac Psychics podcast. This is Pop Culture Life Lessons, where we talk to the experts on our platform about celebrities, their problems, and what you can learn from it all. Welcome to the show. I'm Jess from Zodiac Psychics, and today I'm joined by Astrid. Astrid is an advisor on the Zodiac Psychics platform. You can find her under the profile name Love Star Psychic. Astrid is a psychic, tarot reader, dream analyst, and twin flame expert, among other things. Stick around until the end of the show, and Astrid is going to treat us to a tarot reading. Welcome, Astrid. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hello. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really happy to be here, um, too, of course. So um, as just said, my name is Astrid, and I'm a tarot card reader obviously, but I'm also doing other things. And uh, tarot reading was kind of like the beginning um, of my esoteric career for me. I'm also doing online courses. I used to do a podcast uh, for many, many years. And here I am now here today with you um, talking about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Yes, uh, we've invited Astrid here today to talk about Jennifer and Ben, but more so about what they're dealing with. In case you're not familiar, I'm just going to go over the basics. So Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, as you may have once known them, Benifer, dated in 2002. They got engaged in 2003, but called off the wedding a few days before. They cited excessive media attention as the cause and eventually announced an official breakup in 2004. Fast forward to 2021. They're both single. They're spotted vacationing together. A year later, they announced they're engaged, and this past summer, they got married. It's a pretty romantic story, um, you know, reuniting after 20 years apart, but how realistic is it for the rest of us? There's a study that shows half of people surveyed have gotten back together with an ex. Another study over the pandemic showed that 25% of us were contacted by an old flame during the lockdown. Astrid, uh, I'd love to know what you think. Is it a good idea to get back with an ex? How how likely is this scenario to happen? Uh, I would say getting back with your ex is one of the things that seems like an amazing idea at the beginning. <laughs> it's just something that I think, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just something that... Yeah. When the first hit of the nostalgia, when the first feelings that come after a certain time, obviously, I assume of being apart, um, when all of these emotions come and if the person at that time is somehow open to these feelings, maybe they've been in an unhappy relationship or feel emotionally starved and this all flame is coming, it can feel great and it can seem like amazing idea a very romantic idea at the beginning and i would like to come back to the number that you said and that was 25 mm. percent of people were during the pandemics contacted by the old flame during the lockdowns so the question is like you know how many of it was just out of boredom <laughs> yes exactly people wondering you know, feeling lonely and alone. And it's a little easier if you've got someone that you're living with or in a relationship with. So it's very easy to romanticize the idea of getting back together with an ex. Yeah, I think it's the obviously there's like a couple specific, I would say, dangers or challenges that comes with coming back with your ex. And obviously, I would say nostalgia would be the first one. Because nostalgia does distort 
the way how we, the past was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back in the day when things with the eggs happen, in Jennifer's case, 20 years, but it can be five years, 10 years for anybody, there's a good chance that back in the day when this happened, we've been a different person. We could have had different experiences. We could have been in a different place mentally, emotionally. And where we are right now, we might just see it through the eyes of who we used to be. And that just might not be how how now I would interpret the situation if I would be in the exact same situation now as a new person. We have a habit of remembering the good times. Yeah, yeah. We we I remember, you know, we can remember the good times. We might completely forgot all the um, you know, dysfunctional stuff that was going on. We just remember the nice walks around sunsets. We don't maybe we don't remember the cheating, we don't remember the belittering, we don't remember the gaslighting, we don't mm-hmm. remember all the stuff that was going on. Um, the nostalgia and the time passing kind of a disort the idea of how good or bad a relationship actually was. And I so I would say one of the things that people actually might get wrong is that they think that if it's like a long time like a 20 years in case of Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck that's like a that's like a harder thing or that's like a bad thing or that's a difficult when it's like a long time but I would actually say the longer it is the easier it might be because we are really coming back together as a new people right you've really matured in that time yeah you hope someone's matured in 20 years yeah and, and I think, mm-hmm. and I think that might be actually good. I think if the if it's maybe just after one year or after two years, then like you know, at the old stagnant dysfunctional energy that made you break apart, there must have been something that break apart these people. You know, people just don't break up out of you know, no reason. There must be something right. that make apart go right. So after let's say half a year, after one year, the thing is most likely still very much there. Um, the thing that break you apart and maybe after half a year the, the people are now ready to work on it or get rid of it and work for it but from my experience in most cases that's not the case after so 20 does, yeah after 20 after, sorry go ahead <laughs> sorry. after 20 years there is a good chance that they just get back together as a two completely different people the two mature people and the things whatever broke them apart is just such a vague memory somewhere 20 years back so it's almost like a a brand new relationship yeah i would say uh, i would i would actually say that there is a good chance that it's going to work out for them because technically speaking it is almost like a new relationship after all these years right now now what do you say to someone who has a more recent breakup that they're entertaining getting back together with you know maybe one years three years five years what 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 do you tell people that you know are thinking about these things what should they be cautious of I would say, hold on a second. (laughs) Before you send that drunk text message, hold on a second. Uh, I think that I think that it's um, after like a short time, self brutal self honesty is very important to really sit down and think how much I'm missing the person and how much I'm missing the memories, how much I'm missing the way how they made me feel. And how much I'm just like missing the actual connection. Um, because there might be some unpleasant answers to this. Maybe you're just missing the memories. Maybe you just like doing all that fun stuff that you are now not doing because either you are with somebody else or 
you are alone, so you're just not doing these type of a fun things. Um, maybe you're just missing the attention. Um, and I think that after such a short time, it's so, so easy to go back to somebody for all the wrong reasons, like loneliness, nostalgia, expectations, or just simple codependence. Like there is like, I would say the shorter it is, the bigger all of these traps are, the bigger these dangers are. So I would say, that, you know, the, the thing that broke you apart, that's a good question. Is it still there or not? Yes. Like honestly, honestly, honestly. And if it's things like trust, that's a huge, huge problem. <laughs> like if someone, you know, cheated and it's a year later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a huge, like, the, I actually, in my readings, people ask me about trust a lot. They are breaking, you know, just they, they, are, they are going through a breakup and for one reason or another, on one side or another, the trust just felt apart. And they are asking me, like, how can I build it? What can I do to do, you know, to somehow create the trust? The thing with trust is you cannot build it. It just needs to build naturally. Either it's there naturally or it isn't. You can never force yourself to trust. It just doesn't work. And but, I mean, can any relationship survive if that trust isn't there? You know, like people, I know people want to force it sometimes because they feel, you know, they don't want to lose someone they love despite what someone's done. But if you, you know, don't trust your partner, can that relationship succeed? I would say it can stay together. And I've seen people staying together for decades with absolutely zero trust present. Mm -hmm. So can you, can they stay together? I would say yes. Is anybody going to be happy, functional, feeling safe and feeling like they thrive in that relationship and that it's the relationship provides like a nurturing soil for the for them as a plant to grow and bloom and just be happy i would say no mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yet yet people keep trying <laughs> you know yeah. like people keep trying to work on relationships that maybe you know don't look like they'll be super successful and keep coming back to those exes do you think that's mostly because of nostalgia you know that that comfort feeling again that like we only see the good things so we're drawn to our exes or is it simply just easier to date an ex than find somebody new i think it's a combination of things i would say that sometimes people underestimate how humans always gravitate towards familiarity for the better or for the worse and it's one of the reasons why sometimes people stick in a really bad jobs for mm-hmm. years and years of kind and they hate the job and and they just wish they could have a different job or they wish that somehow maybe the job would change or, or there would be different boss and, and but it's just but the job remains the same for years and years and years and they they don't leave so it's I, w- I would say it's a very similar principle just kind of a liking the familiarity but I would say in many cases it's because the partner the one one of the partners is emotionally unavailable and it's just kind of a it just kind of creates this dynamic when the person is just getting so used to it to like beg and try and get mm-hmm. and do and put in so much effort that it's just, it becomes so hard to accept love and accept attention and accept taking, not just giving. So I think it just kind of creates this dynamic when they just keep galloping and giving and giving and giving and just chasing after the emotionally unavailable people, you know, almost like a, 
like a scratch cards, you know, just yeah. name, the ne- next scratch card will win and the next scratch card will win. So, but it so never comes. Some, so if someone knows like, you know, like it's hard to stop thinking about an ex that you maybe have some unresolved feelings for or, you know, when you're lonely. But if you know you have an ex that's toxic, how do you shake them? How do you, you know, sort of finally wash them out of your hair and not, you know, get over that temptation to go back to them? I would say that the acknowledgement that the person is toxic is a first step. Um, I would say it's it it's, it doesn't mean that I notice that you know many cases that just acknowledging it does not going to resolve it. Like it does not going to make it easier to walk away from them. I know that um, many people would uh, admit that the person is toxic for them, but they would still at the end of it just you know break down and just come back to them. So I would say, but I would say the recognition of, okay, so this is really happening. This person is no good for me. I feel constantly anxious when I'm with them. I feel consciously like I'm not enough, like I need to try harder or they are not there for me. I feel unstable, lonely, even with them, all of these feelings. Um, I I, I do know it's a good idea to acknowledge them first, but I would say the best advice I could give to somebody who's really trying to get rid out on to get rid of a toxic ex is to become a different person not them you because mm-hmm. if you become a different person then naturally you won't stop you will stop attracting that person because you're attracting them from the point of perspective energetically where you are at right now all of your current fears uh, all of your current imbalances beliefs perspectives emotional wounds healed or unhealed where you are at right now, for some reason, good or bad, you are attracted to them and you are attracting them on the level you are currently at. So to get rid of them is simply to move, raise yourself up, becoming a different person. And as a different person, you simply stop being compatible with them. And it's the same way how, let's say, if you are an adult, let's say in your 30s and your 40s, um, and you are thinking about um, toys that you played as a kid, like you like them as a kid, but mm-hmm. you're not playing with them anymore. Why would you? You're adult. You know, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you? You outgrow them. Yeah, you yeah. grow out of it. So getting rid of X does not have to be painful. It's only painful if you are still compatible with them on some level. And, and then it's, you know, beneficial to have that time to focus on yourself. Yeah, 100%. You know, cha- 100%. You know whether it's changing you know, what you don't like about yourself or, or other aspects, but at least you're focused on you and not them, which yeah. you know can really hold you back. Definitely. Um, definitely. Now, in a, now, you know, that's a case where if exes are toxic. So what about a situation where, you know, things didn't end badly. There's maybe still some feelings there and some time has passed and two people are considering getting back together. Uh, what advice do you have, you know, for people that are, you know, taking that chance and trying again? I would say that uh, I would definitely wish the black. Like if there was no, you know, if there wasn't really like a bad blood and it seems like it's just natural progress when they're just naturally coming back, I would say that um, it's, uh, you know, again, I would wish them like, but I would say, you know, just watch patterns. Make sure that you're not just following old patterns, but that you are creating a new ones. Um, that you are not just uh, falling back to how your relationship was, but that you are growing together and you are creating a new patterns, new dynamics, how you to how you to work. Um, I think sometimes people might think that if the people are apart, 
and they then go to get back together at the end, like then the, the, that the time that they spend apart is somehow invalid, that it was just, you know, that they should have mm-hmm. been together. But maybe they didn't. Maybe they really needed that time apart. Maybe they really needed to even be with different partners uh, in the meantime uh, to provide a certain lesson, to learn a certain things. And maybe that, you know, I don't think that was a lost time in either way. And, and when the people now coming again together then maybe the experiences that they had when they've been apart actually is the thing that now helps them to get together so i would say um my advice watch your expectations um don't expect the past expect the future and definitely make space for new 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 patterns new dynamics between the two of you and explore the new parts of the relationship instead of focusing on the old ones now, do you, do you have a lot of uh, clients that come to you with concerns about exes or, or perhaps like, uh, you know, my curiosity is sort of if someone is interested in an ex, should they approach them? Should they try and spark up a conversation? You know, we look at something like Jen and Ben and it seems very like organic, like they just started hanging out together again. But how, you know, how should someone approach that if they're interested in rekindling something? I would say in many cases, that's going to depend a lot on how the relationship ended. Like what was the last conversation or interaction that there was? Uh, and like kind of like, you know, what was, the, what was the dynamic around the time when things fell apart? Um, I would say that, you know, for the person, the good advice would be use your intuition. Is it like, do you think that now the ball is in your court or do you believe that, it's now more on the other person to to come and approach. Usually, the one who messes up is requ- is the one who's required to come back right. <laughs> and start start the conversation. So just like, okay, let's put it on the scales. Who messed up more? And then that's 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 the one who, uh, so, so, you know, should should I guess try more? I would- it, it, yeah, it almost makes you think like when you think of the toxic patterns. Often in those toxic patterns, someone broke up with you, but then you're the one going after them, saying like. Should we get back together like it's almost like a yeah like, don't they, do that <laughs> yeah, if they broke your heart and ended things with you and you're the one trying to rekindle it you know that's yeah yeah no i'm like no 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 if they if they messed up and broke your heart like they should at least send you a fruit basket like you're not <laughs> supposed to you know you're not supposed to just go there and you know try to that's one of the things I would say, especially in this situation, and this applies mostly to women. It's like nine to 10, this is a woman. Don't try to make them feel safe. It's not your job to make them feel safe. Well, I can think of like so many relationships in my youth where like, you know, you're rejected, but you're still like, oh, are you sure? (laughs) Maybe we can try. I can, you know, you want to change to fit them, but if they're meant to be your ex, they're meant to be your ex, maybe in some situations. I would say, you know, when it comes to rekindling, dignity first. You can rekindle, but keep your dignity. Yes, definitely, <laughs> so, definitely. Dignity first. No love is worth your dignity. And I can, I can, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll swear on that. No love, bigger or smaller, is worth your own dignity. So, yeah, if you've got if you've got to beg someone, then yeah, you know, don't maybe not the person for you. Yeah, like for, like yeah, like if you have to beg, then they are not for you because like yeah. if they really would be interested, you would not have to beg. In most cases, if somebody's interested in you, 
you don't really have to guess like you have to like they're usually you know you can tell like people like body language you can like tell like they're like looking at you or they just keep liking your stuff like there are signs how to tell you know if somebody's yes I feel like it becomes easier to acknowledge those signs as you get older but when you're younger you know even like a teenager or you're you know in college or whatever you you really want to sometimes deny the signs that you know it's not working yeah Um, yeah definitely definitely So um, you're, you talked about doing a tarot reading. Um, yes. So what kind of tarot reading would you do for someone that's come to you and said, you know, I'm thinking about my ex or I want to contact my ex or I'm talking to my ex. What does a reading look like for someone like that? Um, that's readings I'm doing literally on daily basis, usually multiple times a day. It's, it's quite, it's quite common. It's quite common a problem. Usually the first thing that we are going to look at uh, in the situation is that what kind of a state the relationship or the connection is like right now. Um, if, if it's something that, you know, the connection is still there or if it's just completely gone or if the hurt that was created is just, sometimes it's just too big for, uh, any reconsider, you know, any recon- rekindling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the nostalgia that, that, keeps it together and nostalgia just on its own is not obviously enough to keep relationship going so we kind of look at the state of the relationship and then we kind of take it usually take it from there to see like if there is anything there to that can be um, rekindled and if it needs a time or if now is time to act and and stuff stuff like that but um, i wanted to do a reading for you for the month of uh september uh, for the general for the general energies so please just just a heads up, um, because I'm just doing reading for like a generic energies that kind of uh, be my experience during the month of September. The reading is obviously going to be fairly generic. And for some people, it will apply to their love life. For some people, this will apply to their uh, work. For some people, it will be some uh, applying to the projects that they are uh, working with. But in general, it's like a tendencies that we can expect in the month of September. Think about okay. it as a better for energetical better forecast for the month of september so i'm going to um shuffle my cards you can hear me shuffling i'm not making this up i really <laughs> hear the guys physically and let me see what we can expect in the month of september oh god i hope it's going to be a good one because i'm so tired of <laughs> yes i hope <laughs> hope for a good september so what, what kind of cards are you using a writer weight deck do you have a specific um, type of card yes. you use I, I, uh, my cards are like a clone of, um, Rider Raid. I have a multiple different decks. I have like a 40 and just kind of like a using the ones, um, that, uh, I just kind of feel in the moment. Um, I think this one is called Divine, Divine Tarot. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Or Divine Joy or something like that. <laughs> I have so many. I sometimes can't remember. But it's a clone of Rider Waite. I also use a Lenderman card sometimes. Runes. I have a Toth deck, which I used to be. I, I was using a lot for years. Um, so I'm basically using all. You know, just give me give me a divination method and I I do it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like I'm this type of a girl. <laughs> Give me something to divine from and, I, and, I, and I'm just going right at it. So I, I divine from so many, sometimes weird things. You have no idea. <laughs> okay. So, okay. 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 So 
this seems to this seems to okay so from the cards i'm seeing for september it seems like a lot of people will experience that um situations that are seem to be just uh being stuck in some form of stagnation points so it seems like a lot of things that we are trying to accomplish in september will be stagnating um but it seems like that the stagnation is still something we will have in our hands and power to do something about it so it's stagnation but we have the power to change it um the cards are suggesting that will be really important in a September not to try to resolve the stagnation with doing impulsive decisions. Imp stagnation, impulsive decision is not a cure for stagnation. That's one of the main messages that I'm getting here from the cards. But it's a good idea instead of doing impulsive decisions to just move thing, get things moving, instead sit back and look at the things rationally. I have an ace of swords here, which is a clear sign of like, okay, we need to think ourselves out of stagnation. We need to rationally rationalize ourselves out of the stagnation. We cannot just push through it with emotions and quick decisions and all of that. So, you know, hold back, sit down, take a paper and pen, think about it, what you can do. And it seems like the September is still a better month for making plans than actually taking action. So it seems like in September, we are planning, make us make a plan uh, for upcoming few months, sit down, think about it and decide what you want to do. But it's also showing me that basically it's, it will be a really a lot about um, bringing things to conclusions as well. So we have stagnating situation, but we need to rationalize ourselves out of it. But the cards are suggesting keep your eye on just being done with the things that you want to be done with. Don't drag things on longer than you need to. So it seems like the stagnation that we will be experiencing with certain things in September, it will really like it will really push us to the point when we just want to see the end of the tunnel. We just want to be done and finished with things, which is quite positive because it's these these cards I'm seeing here. They usually come in the reading when the next step after this is a new beginning. We are not at the stage of new beginnings and new stages and things truly moving forward. We are not there yet. But with these cards, I would say in September, it will really start to kind of a getting to that, to the position when we are able to closing things and starting to be ready for a new chapter, send a new project. Um, it seems like, but I would say from the cards, that will be more like in October and November. That seems like that will be the time when we will have a little bit more fire, a little bit more um, energy, a little bit more passion to start things. Um, I would say that with these cards I'm getting, is that specifically in a, in a, in a September, it's really about thinking things through. Um, maybe take one, you know, little, few more weeks to just think about things and leaving the taking action, taking the big steps for October. It seems like that will be uh, a slightly better mm -hmm. time, better time to do it. So pretty and good advice if you're someone that's, if you are someone that's dealing with, you know, 
reconciling with an ex or, or yeah, considering yeah. it that you know yeah. maybe take more time to think it over take more time to think about yes. it um it's if this reading if this would reading would you know apply to relationships um this would be a lot about like not getting emotionally too stressed by this relationship stagnating that it doesn't seem to move anywhere and to resist the temptation to just sit that person down and hey hey so what this is about no this is more saying about you know um sit back and think about your options uh, before before you do that maybe you want to focus on something else or you may be like you want to realistically look where this relationship could or could not get or what the person's actions is telling you rather than their words if this would be about work it can be something similar you know your work might be your career might be stagnating but you know resist the temptation to rage quit yes <laughs> just think think about it give it a give Those it a second thought. yeah yes. yeah yeah no 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 huge big impulsive reactions so spend your september thinking and wait until you know further into the fall before you make any decisions yeah yeah that makes sense you know the heat from the summer still kind of yeah <laughs> transferring into into uh into passion and fire in, in september but don't let it overwhelm you yeah, don't let it don't let it overwhelm you. Even though the heat at, at least at uh, this hemisphere is quite a lot. <laughs> well, th- thank you so much for joining us today, Astrid. It was awesome to hear your insights about this. I'm sure people deal with this issue all the time, um, and you probably hear about it all the time. So I'm oh sure yeah, some, yeah, some more. So remember, uh, you can find Astrid on the Zodiac Psychics platform under the name Love Star Psychic. Uh, so thank you for joining us Astrid thank you everyone from listening and until next time we'll send you light and love take care take care and thank you so much thank you so much for having me thank you bye